0: Okay, so I'm going to start. So welcome everybody to the real life of cerebral palsy with Marie and Aaron and Cindy. I'm Cindy and I'm an exercise uh, scientist from Western Australia and I've spent the last 30 years working with people with complex needs and mainly cerebral palsy. Today we're going to talk about what does independence mean to you? And I'd just like to introduce get in Marie to introduce herself. Hey everyone, I'm Marie Worthy P.I.
1: 41 years old with um. What kind of simple poise do I have?
0: <laughs> you've, got, uh, you've got spastic quadriplegia. I have spastic quadriplegia. So I mean, it mainly affects your legs, but it affects a lot of it little muscles in your body. There are
1: so many names of simple poise, I get confused. So I have spastic quadriplegia. Sample, Palsy, and I helped Sydney run this pot- podcast. We started off with having a Facebook, but we just switched everything over to Sample, Palsy for adults who will see be on Facebook where we're keeping the podcast called The Real Life of Cerebral Quasi." And now we have our friend Aaron who's joining us too. He's helping us with the technical stuff and he's gonna give his opinions on topics too. Aaron,
2: Welcome. Uh, hello, yes. Um, um, to explain, um, I have a form of neuropathy called um, think hemiplegia, uh, which affects the left side, uh, left side of my body. And in terms of, uh, and in terms of independence, I'm currently with my parent, with m- my parents right now. So, yeah. Make make that clear. And in terms of what, um, what independence means to me, it means to me like, um, living on your own and having a job.
0: Yeah, nice. And you're kind of uh, creating your own niche market at the moment. It looks like Aaron with your uh, podcasts and the technology that you're doing. Are you thinking of writing a book?
2: Um, um, not as of right now because. I don't necessarily have the time for learning, like writing like I used to. And like even then, even if I were to do it, I'm not a dedicated writer. Like I'm not a dedicated writer like mo- most people are.
0: But in that um, I've been reading your blogs and they're pretty amazing. I mean I mean, yeah, it's just I mean it's
2: just originally part of the reason I stopped is because most time most time I'd be I would be i bu- I'd be busy and, and even then you not know, you know not you know not o- you know there's not always something massive that goes on that would really yeah. be interesting so that's why I don't that's why I don't do like a weekly type thing because because for a certain amount of time it can be just average every average, average week. You're
0: right, and what about you, Marie? So, uh, what does independence mean to you? Um, independence
1: is a, independence is very broad. Doesn't just mean living on your own. For me, it means being independent when I'm living with because I also live with my parents. But I'm independent while living with my parents and make sure that I go get up on my own and make sure I make my meals on my own and make sure I make appointments when I need bus rides to get places on my own I make sure I Make doctors appointments on my own. So, independence is very broad I and mean, it's not just living outside the family, it's also living inside the family.
0: And I've got to say, Marie, that in, you know, I've been working. My very first job with people with cerebral palsy was actually getting people out of institutions and and we would build houses for those guys and set it up to improve independence. Just little tiny things like bringing the table down so that they, you can reach the kettle and doing great big uh, light switches so people can turn their own lights on without asking people to do it for them you know just little it's the little tiny things that make people feel independent it's not living on your own I know a lot of people who live by themselves who are so not independent they're totally dependent on other people for everything and they don't live a happy life I know like you you're you're a very independent woman who can takes control of her own life which is why we're doing this together you know (laughs) You know, independence so mean
1: making sure you have a set of friends that you need a friend to talk to, the friend is there whether it, like us being on the other side of the world from each other or me and Erin just being a couple states away. We, you know, Erin or I need to talk about stuff we communicate with social media and that's what we're hoping this website and podcast will bring to the CP community and will bring more of us together and more aware of what's going on. I mean, if you on Facebook you get many sites but what I give you the education you need for life and you know there's many out there but there's so many out there that are just
0: for fun too yeah. And I'd like to uh, go back to that communication because actually for me, Marie and Aaron, uh, you, I think you're quite lucky in that you've got such fantastic verbal communication. But I, um, I work with people who have quadriplegia and their neck muscles are really affected so they can't speak. And actually I have found that finding a pathway to communicate is the first step on the road to independence.
1: And I think that's wonderful. We live in a day and age of social media and if you don't use social media properly, then it can really help you. If we just use social media as a joke, then it's not going to help
2: you.
0: Yeah.
2: Might entertain. <laughs> Go, Aaron. Yeah, and I mean and in terms of me, in terms of being parent, like the closest that I've done at the moment was outside outside the content I do, outside of all that, the post I've done is mostly just mostly with just trying being out in the community like three times a week. And that's the closest I've done.
0: And and what what do you do when you get out in the community? What do you, what is the stuff that you like to do out there? um it, it usually depends
2: um usually um usually like i'm usually over the i'm usually over the arc like like couple times a week and then and then and then depending on the week i might i might go i might go to like a go to like a gym and stuff like and that's about it but then other days it may vary so it's so it, it's kind of it's kind of vague
1: But you know what, Aaron? You
2: also pursued going to school and getting a degree in radio, right? Well, yeah, at one point, but I, but I never, I never fully pursued it because, because of the way the mark, because with the way the market is going for the industry, and you know, because all that, I've never really pursued it, pursued all that because. If the market wasn't such an issue, then I would have pursued it.
1: But you know what?
2: But I Evan, that's saying
1: a lot. A lot of people with CP don't get those opportunities that you good got to go out and go to school.
0: So that's a <laughs> heck of a lot, right, Sydney? Can I, can I tell a story about that? Well, so when I started working for the Cerebral Palsy Society of New Zealand, there was uh, no technology, and the internet had only just begun. So, um, for the first, when I when I first met uh, so many people, there was no way to communicate apart from a a board. So, a couple of things that I like, where I started using like using a see through board. With the letters on it, so that actually you don't have to force someone to use their hands. Can't use hands, you know. And um, but to use the eye muscles, and the eye muscles are are really well trained, and you don't have to move your head or anything. So one way we got people interacting was through the board. Another way was was getting into this technology. Now, I've I uh, when I first started, I think. We got about 75 people out of uh, institutions and aged care homes and got them living independently in Auckland in New Zealand. Now, of those 75, I watched about 22 of them learn how to use technology to speak. It changed their lives. Being able to actually uh, talk through a machine, Being able to prepare what you wanted to say before the person came in, it stopped people from treating those guys like morons. It forced the support workers to acknowledge intelligence and treat the person as a person. Communication is a powerful tool for independence because when the cerebral palsy person starts to communicate, the individual listening to them has to acknowledge their intelligence. Finding a pathway to communicate is uh, usually the first step toward independence. You know what?
1: Listening to you talk like that, now I understand. Stuff. I have a friend who, is, uh, who works at United before Palsy here in Connecticut and she's the head of technology there. I would love, to, job. <laughs> love to have her meet you and, and I would love to
0: sit down and talk. Well, I think that that's a great idea. And perhaps if you, because, you know, like we like getting some of these experts on, like next Sunday, we're going to get um, Luke on from Vibra Train. He's the oh. exercise physiologist that trains oh. Karen. But oh. if we could get someone on from that lady to talk about different ways to communicate. Oh. And I'll, I'll put a link up onto our webpage of this guy that I love who uses the clear board so that you can really get an understanding of how powerful. That is to look in someone's eyes when you're talking instead of to force them to use their hands to put on a book, to put their finger onto a book, you know, it just changes the entire dynamic. Oh, cool. Yeah, you don't have to use technology, you can use simple stuff to, to give people, um, to empower people and really change the way people work together. Mm, yeah. So tell me, Aaron, I want to know, or, or Marie, it doesn't matter which one, what is one, what's, what's one memory you have of really feeling like you're an achiever and you're a leader? I think, Aaron, I could hear that you've done that degree, so obviously you're an achiever and obviously you're a leader in your own right, um, going to education is definitely a form of leadership. What, what about you, Marie? Um, I think my
1: I think my first experience of full independence was when we decided that I was to, gonna go to college. My second year college I was gonna go all by myself. No aid no mother. All my life, my education career, I had
0: a one on one aid. Yeah. It really makes you isolated at school. That one on one aid is the best way of making sure people don't make friends. Uh, actually, <laughs> no, I made friends
2: because we no, were a great I was going to hatch that because. Because honestly, when I when honestly, because um honestly, like before I was in high school, I was mostly isolated, and then about after that, I mean, I did find like when I when I when I was still in like high school for a while, but then after that, that, that's when that's when I went for the decline.
0: Right. When you left high school, that's when you lost your friends because you weren't seeing them every day.
2: Yeah. and then and then on top of that on top of that my my depression was was basically basically for the roof at the time
0: yeah because you got so lonely and isolated which that coincides with the article that uh, that was put out yep which is pretty awesome Aaron I think but it
1: wasn't until my second my first year of college because I went to a community college here in Connecticut and um the first year, we, we didn't know what I was going to do and how I was going to do it. So I worked and went to college at night. And my mom followed me, but she sat in the library and graded her papers because she was a teacher. Awesome. Um, but after my first year, I was very successful and it. So we decided that I was going to go to school full time during the day alone with no one to follow me around and ask them to see how I would do it.
0: I did pretty damn great. It's challenging those boundaries that really makes people feel independent, isn't it? You know, doing something scary and realizing you can do it. Yeah, I messed up many times, but I had fun doing it. And
1: then then once I got used to that, my parents sent me to DC all by myself on this. Trying to go visit
0: my cousin. Yeah, excellent. We do a lot of stuff like that. In uh, I've been I train support workers, so some of the stuff I train people is, you know, not buying the tickets, not sitting in the same carriage, letting those individuals feel like they're doing it on their own, so that they can go and do it on their own eventually. And we use a lot of technology to do it. Like um, one way um, we've taught leadership, for example, is by getting a person to use, teaching the guy to use a a mobile phone and he would say, okay, I'm going to take you to the art gallery and then we would meet him at the art gallery. Oh, cool. And and then once we get to the art gallery, he would say, I'm going to take you here and then we would go with him and he would tour us you know and just little tiny things but using the phone to direct us instead of us directing that individual not sitting in the same carriage just you know once you're on a train do we really need to sit in sit right next to that individual? Uh, can we empower that individual by getting them used to actually going through the gates by themselves and getting on the train, but always, you know, being near if assistance is required? Uh, yeah, it's one of the ways. So that's what your mum did graded independence. Yes. And then a bit more, and then a bit more. But it's often very scary, and it is often, you know. Oh. You know no, yeah, and
2: I mean, and it especially depends on the degree of your um, of how your condition is, because that's me, as I said, earlier, you know, I have it to where it affects my left side, and once that side goes, then my other half goes, and then that that that, that that's and that's, and that's a recipe for disaster,
0: and that's knowing you. So, if I was your support worker, I would have, I would be watching for fatigue triggers and making sure that you are supported when you're fatigued. Looking at your day and making sure that we don't put heaps of stuff in the morning that requires standing, moving, twisting, weight bearing, because then in the afternoon, you're gonna be not independent at all. You're gonna be really dependent. But by spacing that out over Different parts of the day, you could stay independent for longer. So, fatigue management is another very, very important aspect of independence. But don't you be saying degree of disability, because the people I work with are true quadriplegic. So, Marie has is a quadriplegic in that she has uh, spastic fibres, <clears throat> muscle fibres in most of the muscles, but. Not overpowering, so she can still speak. She, these muscles in the neck, they can still coordinate for speech. But the people I work with don't. Most of them are non-verbal, but um, many of those guys have independent lives and support workers just come in three times a day to help with toileting, showering, getting dressed, um, cleaning, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, getting
2: out in the community all by themselves. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, because like, yeah, because like, because part of it is like, the reason I'm not like fully on the whole, fully on the whole dependent things, because as as I said, besides what I gave you, there are things of course, I don't have the full, I don't have the full, yeah, starting control. Yeah, get to the make more. Oh. Yeah, that's right, because you've got, you've got, um, you've got a lot of
0: shapes, haven't you? Is that, is that correct? Yes,
2: like especially when I have to do like two hand tasks because after a while I start shaking a period,
0: like for example, like this. Yeah, totally. Yep, yep. Shaking when my keep turning on off, on off, on off. Yep. Which is is why
2: if I ever were to do any like any uh, massive tasks like cooking or whatever, I'd have to have something with me otherwise because. Otherwise, even then, even if even if I even if I had the buck sporty, I wouldn't know what I would be doing,
0: correct? Right. But then, Aaron, that's about deciding when do I want to have support. <clears throat> so, of course, you want to have support when you're cooking. Now, you don't have to be doing the cooking to feel like you're independent, but you can be controlling the cooking. So, I've got a really great friend with hemiplegia, and his hemiplegia uh, is he's a really tall man, so he gets very affected by because the heavier you are, the more your muscle fibres react. he, He does not cook, but he plans every meal. He plans what food he will buy and he budgets his own food. And he loves the whole bit the whole thing about cooking and, and the food now because he's lived in his own, he lived with his parents until he's forty-three and he's only and here in WA we've only just got funding for, for people with cerebral palsy to go oh, live on their own. So I have hope I have two more years. He's bought his own house, Murray. Um and now he has support coming in, and it was really scary for him. And he's another man that's quite happy
2: to come on and talk about, you know, what he's done. In his life. Yeah, which to be honest, I hope hope my situation turns around soon because on because honestly, honestly, I can't I can't really um, do much until I until like, I move out, and then finally be able to start doing more. Because as of right now, it's like even if I want to have friends over, the thing is with how the dogs are in the room usually. Then it's, yeah. then it's usually impossible to have a friend over. You yeah. we'll keep barking and barking and barking repeatedly to the point where you're just wanting to rip your hair out. We've got this doctor vet over
0: here. Um, that, that on television, and he can, might be able to talk to your dogs, <laughs> teach oh <my> your dogs. <laughs> well, what's his name? <laughs> yeah, but like he wouldn't come over to America. But I'm sure there's vet, like the dog whisperer. If there's that's one guy, the dog whisperer. Uh, he's so funny. But he, that, we have,
1: he. The, we have the dog whisperer here too. He
2: yeah, it's just so weird too. Yeah Yeah, but as I was saying, honestly it's I, not much out there. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, um when I end up doing when, when I end up, when I end up moving out, I'm also gonna I'm also going be going on my hometown because there's practically nothing. Practically nothing. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, there's nothing here
1: to it and the biggest thing we have it is a big white grocery
0: store. Yeah, so and, and it is an issue everywhere, you know. Especially once you get out of a big city, the opportunities are very limited. Yes. yes. Yeah, so like you know, so it's part
2: of why I'm trying to search because I mean especially because like it's not just not just French wise I'm considering it, um, like pens wise, but also too because I need more of a, more of a, more of a private, more of a private room and recording space.
0: Yeah, that's
2: right. Because as of right now. I mean,
0: we have a uh, space no. where people are happy to be in.
2: Because like, as you can tell right now, this is not much of a private space at all. Are, <laughs> are you in the room? You But like, you, you know what I mean, so, like, because... Because, you know, because I'm basically... Because basically, we're, right now, it's basically going in into the next room. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yes, it is very difficult when you live with flatmates. Now, one, one thing we did find with the Cerebral Palsy Society is that we did have to uh, create houses where there were flatmates. Because affordability-wise, we... Uh, we needed to make sure that everybody had enough staff, so that when they wanted to do something, there would always be the opportunity. So we do definite, we do definitely uh, put people into houses with other people, but not always. You know, a lot of people live independently as well, just on their own. We do the here in Connecticut, but it's so no weird because one
2: of my good friends he lives with the roommate. Yeah and the thing is I found about doing it to a degree because honestly because honestly there's no way that everything's gonna be able to be done if I was just um, just by myself because well, again my flexibility it's very 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 limited because I mean yeah, it's- <sighs> yeah, he is my
1: friend that lives on his own ESCP and um, I don't think his roommate has CP now. Do you make sure they both have the same disability
0: or...? Uh, what well, what we like, like uh, cluster houses. So we'd have a house at the back that had really 24-7 support. Then a house in the middle where people had, were uh, wheelchair using wheelchairs for mobility, but a little bit more independent. Maybe they could t- speak. And then a house at the front where people really required just toileting and feeding and getting up. So, getting those three houses in the same complex, and in between each house, you have stuck somewhere for the staff to live, meant that we would always have staff available for everybody. See, that's what I want to have here. If yep. I got here, I would be
1: perfectly fine moving out. I might move to Australia
0: for a while. Yeah, New Zealand, that's in New Zealand. Actually, Australia is doing some great uh, housing models like that as well, because they copied it from New Zealand. i give me get my passport and come visit you for like a month or two. With yeah, cool. <laughs> so, I would like to talk now about some of the comments that we got on our page about yeah, independence. Because what we talked about at the moment is every is is all about living independently, yeah. getting out of the house. But actually, that is not how I see independence.
1: No, I don't
0: see it like. The, the, one comment that I loved was from uh, one of the group members, Amy, who uh, said that she, her independence is being a romance lover, allowing her mind free range and and letting it go wherever she wants.
2: The heck! the reasons Zoom's being a bit generous right now. <laughs> What's that? It seems being a bit generous right now because because now they just removed the cap on me.
0: Awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. We can keep talking for a bit. Excellent. Amanda. Amanda. She's, uh, did you read her comment, Marie? Which one? Um, I know who you... I mean, but she, what, of course. You know, when you asked that question about independence and, and she said uh the way that I attained independence was by becoming a romance author. Oh yeah. And, oh, yes. Oh my
1: god, I just did an interview with her. She, she interviewed
0: she an amazing woman. Yeah. She interviewed me and she's so amazing
2: yeah like yeah yeah in terms of offers um one that one that actually really inspires me at the moment is my of course my friend louis because i i have his book right here this is uh this is the book that he's put out which i don't know if you can see on camera but but this is what but this is what he worked on before and oh my god when when i when i initially got the first copy just like this was a game changer when i when i first got the first copy What's it called? Um, I love it too hard. Uh, the um, uh the daily misadventures of a man with uh, autism? Oh yeah, he's awesome. Or, oh yeah, but yeah, as you can see, because there's a whole like he he did really great with this. Yeah. He's awesome, and the,
1: and the woman that edited his book is cerebral poison. and they fell in love and he lives in pennsylvania where where erin lives and she lives on the other side of america on the west coast
2: well yeah so like yeah, so like so I like in, in a way like oh, if it wasn't for him and um if it wasn't for him and my other friend Brian then I then I wouldn't have much hope left. It's the <laughs> with the oh I
0: Well, we have got a couple of new friends now with us. <laughs> 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 I've, I've been doing?
1: Having been doing this for couple years now being like a social being on social media and helping people i I see people here on my list that three or four years wouldn't be doing what they are doing
0: no good they were so shy and timid such and, and increase that ability to communicate with others isn't it? yeah
2: yeah because yeah because um because in relation to that I am actually gonna be doing um I'm actually gonna be doing uh, doing a um a, a presentation when it when it comes to um how technology uh, changed my world actually.
0: Oh. Excellent. Yeah. See, that's what it's about, Aaron. You see, it's not just about going off and living on your own. It's about creating a pursuit that you're passionate about. And I really feel that you've done that. You know, you're really, you're really starting to create that niche for yourself. It's great, and that's what this is what technology does for us, isn't it? You know, and what I'd like I said, when it first started, nobody could speak, and nobody had been given any tools to speak with, apart from these books that really weren't very effective picture books, you know, yeah, because,
2: but, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because when I came around, when I was first around, I I was practically isolated for the first seven and a half years, and you can imagine how yes. how bad that how bad that is, especially especially when the only contact you would have during those years, you know, is your parents.
0: Yeah. Imagine being brought up in an institution. We don't even have that. You know, the guys that I that I worked with, they were turned four times a day, fed, and, and they were washed. But it was literally a nurse or a nurse's aide coming in and doing stuff to them. But no education, no uh, no real forms of communication, and nobody had electric chairs when I got, when I started. They were in manual chairs, and they'd just be parked in front of a television or put next to a, a radio. Electric chairs are so empowering. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and nowadays you can use your chairs for exercise, which is one of my passions—teaching people how to use gravity to, you know, keep range in their in their chest and I'll stop these, these bones in the neck from starting to get distorted. And it's it's just an amazing tool because independence is also staying fit enough and healthy enough to live that independent life.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, I've been trying to do what I can, but, but again, if I was more dedicated, then, then I'd be doing a lot more, more often to where I'd be able to focus on my more on my left side, because I'm start that really needs it at this point, because, they said. How much gravity
0: training do you use?
2: Have you got an electric chair, Aaron, or do you like, do you... I? I only, like, as of right now, I'm just, I just mainly been used, like, uh, I like at the moment, all I've just been using, like, is a walker at this point. Because uh-huh. because it's not because it's not because it's not bad enough to where it has to be required, you know, like you know, all the time. So. so, so I can walk to a degree, to a degree, but but like, here's the thing: for one distances with, with Walker, I'm okay. But with like short, but like when it comes to like short distances, I'm okay. But when it comes to long distances, I have to have Walker on me. Yeah. Oh. So you
0: don't. So you don't have an electric chair. You only have the walker. I mean, I mean, I, I mean,
2: I have one, but I don't usually use it.
0: Does your electric chair
2: have tilt? Um, so no. You- I, no, uh-huh. my, no, mine doesn't. Uh, like, like what, like, um, like I think it does, but I don't think it ha. But I don't think it has like the other. But I don't think it. I don't. I don't think it has the other stand tilt. So it's not not necessary because it's not necessary in mine but I know for my friend Brian his um has um has the normal tilt and then the uh and then the other tilt for standing
0: the total in space so that your whole body can get the whole weight of your body can get pushed onto your back instead of your bum you know stuff like that will really change your um the way that you move through your arms and through your legs, and then you know there's different there's different yeah. ways to use but yeah.
2: yeah. I I never I never considered that. I never did because it...
0: And the other thing that's really important about fitness is, you know, you don't have to be going off and lifting weights and abusing your body to get fit. You've just got to use your body regularly. And for me, the way I like people with cerebral palsy to move is to practice relaxation starting every movement from a place of relaxation trains the muscles to be used at length but if you don't relax you train your muscles to be used short and then they get shorter and then they get shorter and tighter and they change the shape of your body so I like to train people to use to relax before they move to relax between movements so that you increase your range which increases your ability and it's an amazing thing because you can do that without anybody helping
2: you yeah yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, yeah that's if you're able to uh, you know that's if you're able to do the adjusting well
0: yeah and, and the more you train your body to relax do you know what the more you learn your body Every single time after you've moved, you force your arms to be straight, relax through the shoulders and relax through the neck, and then you start your movement again. After just a few days, you'll already feel a difference in your fitness.
2: Yeah, because I mean, because I mean, from, from like how I have it, it's it's mainly just from like, from like how I have my situation, it's mainly from where I'm down.
0: the people we want. Like, yeah. but you pull through the whole left side And so that means your whole left side needs to be Trained to move Yep,
2: because as I said Because once this side goes Another half goes and then it's like
0: Yeah you know, right? Right. Completely- I, know you're, I know you're very, very keen On your fitness Because you did a uh, exercise Oh yeah uh,
2: I- Great Like like, when they, turn, like, up. Marie, on their hand, you're way more dedicated than I am at the moment. <laughs> when I did about 28 29, I really
1: got into fitness by going to a gym and stuff, and through the gym, I realized working out was not only helping my body physically, but I was helping my body emotionally through dealing. That's right. Fitness makes people happy. Yes. Yeah. So, and I hooked up with some nice people, and now I do,
0: I do, I started uh, a larger gym, and, um, you it's know, the way of meeting people that are proactive, positive, and all and, and really... No, I'm a
1: smaller gymnast based around a uh, system where uh, exercise physiologists that are the trainers, and it's much smaller, and... It's a 50 and older program, so I'm like the baby there, I'm not, you know, so, yeah, great. Hopefully soon,
0: excuse
1: me, hopefully soon I'll be able to tape one of my workouts and then post it so you can see how I work out, because I
0: and then we could do a little podcast on that and I could talk. we could talk about, you know, how I would do it, how you're doing it, how your exercise physiologist trains you. Yeah, that'd be great. I wish he had enough
1: time to sit down with us. and would yeah,
0: be great. <laughs> but he, he's so busy right now. You don't need him to sit down with us. You just tape your, your workout. Yeah. I can
2: find him to do that. Like, if I wasn't broke, yeah, uh, if I wasn't broke, it would be different.
0: Yeah. Because, because right now, something that only just changed over here too, Aaron, you know, because people couldn't go to the gym because they couldn't afford it on the dole. But now, with, with this new National Disability Insurance Scheme, actually, gym memberships are paid for by the government.
2: Yeah, if you're lucky, because, um, because when I, because when I start for the YMCA, um, uh my me and my mom had to pay for it so for like, like the year so i also
1: like to do work on youtube when i can't get to the gym, and I feel like I need to work out. I just go
2: on YouTube and I do chair yoga. You know, like, like, I mean, like, I mean, like the closest I've done, like the closest I've done was like, oh. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, to this point. Aaron, up to the microphone,
1: honey. Huh? Up to the microphone. Stop
2: moving away from the microphone. Oh. But yeah, but it, but it's usually to where, like, to, where I, to where like the closest I've been able to do is like up to this point. But that's about it. it kind otherwise of with the other half, then it's like the other half, then it, then it kind of gets a little out of control. Yeah. Put it that way.
0: That's why um, I teach people to relax between each movement, because it increases your control by doing that, especially as you get fatigued, the more you can relax between each movement and come back to your center. The more control you'll have every time, and the less fatigue you'll have. But there's no doubt that as you get fatigued, your muscles are going to get less and less control in them because your um, your unconscious response starts to uh, take control.
2: Yeah, because because I've cause I've no I've no I've noticed the very similar thing because because the, the longer I do it, then then it then it gets a lot worse. Yeah. Because, yes, because like after a while then, then my shaking gets a lot worse and it's like, like either that happens or or eventually I just can't or otherwise, either that or, or just to get to the point where
0: I just can't do any more movement. And acknowledging that and, and, Training yourself to recognize when you're getting into the, that fatigue mode where you're going to be uncontrollable is very important. But the more, you, but you don't want to avoid exercise because of it. You just want to plan for when you can do that exercise and let that body be uncontrolled. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, at this
2: point, in terms of, like, exercising, like, the closer I've done, it's, like, once a week. Because, honestly, I don't, because otherwise, because otherwise I don't exactly have a way to roll, like, be able to like be able to like go like be able to go like each day of the week because because of because of you know the company that i'm under and of course with them being restricted with miles to the county
0: and that's why i like family training you don't have to go somewhere you don't need someone to help you out you can do it by yourself every day as often as you like at home yeah, I mean I've, I've- I think having to go to the gym becomes restricted but it's not it's something I love it's where it's where I come from and it's what I love doing but I also my focus is training people be able to do stuff at home and we're gonna have to uh, wrap it up because work so uh, I thought it was fantastic I really enjoyed that really enjoyed that too what did you think, Aaron? Did you like it or not? Um, yeah,
2: um, hopefully, we'll be able to, hopefully we'll be able to smooth things out eventually the next yep. week.
0: We'll get better and better. And I promise I'm not going to be so busy this week. You know, it's been, it was my first week back at work and then it was um, the graduation. And I've just been yeah. a bit um, But I'm going to be better this week. I'll be much better at doing the, you know, scripting. Okay,
1: cool. So what is the next week's topic?
0: Well, on Sunday, I don't know if you can do it. We've got Luke can talk to us at, at. I think it's one o'clock on Sunday, which would be. What's that? Take four from that. Seven. be one o'clock. Nine o'clock, but that's a bit late for you, right? Eh? Um, uh, that's a, I could
1: do it just I don't know if my parents Will be sleeping Because you know We live in the, like the only
2: the If I had an upstairs area I would- Yeah like the, the only way I'd be able to do it Is if my parents would be okay with it
0: yeah. No. I think we keep ours at Monday. Maybe I'll just do we'll, I'll do a little one. I, I maybe I'll do that one with Luke and we'll just talk exercise physiology and then we okay. like, perfect on Monday. So um what do you want to what what I liked talking independence, but I, I liked also your question on what challenges you?
1: What challenges you? Okay, so
0: Are we going to end with that question or challenge? Next week, we'll talk about uh, what challenges you and what blocks you so you can't do stuff. And then we'll put that up and we'll, because you have done, you've, you have got some answers on what challenges you on our web, web page. Cool. Take, and then, we just start putting that on our web page and we see if we can get some more. And, uh, and, cool and then what, um, what are we going to do
1: when, because they want to get rid of that group. I want to keep the page. So do we, yeah. Close the group. Close the group. Give them a week. Yep. Give them to Friday, and then we can close the group and just use my group. we'll keep yep. the page to
0: put all our video podcasts on. Excellent. excellent. That just that keeps it just about the podcast. Yes. Okay, that's I love that. Good. All right.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to go to work Because I got to
2: I'm going to sleep Because I have a long day tomorrow What well, you going do, it. Aaron. Um I mean, not much Most likely Most likely going over to the ark Um, tomorrow That's about it
0: Okay But well, Have a great week, you guys And I will see you next week Okay Bye
1: Bye People we want